0: Hello, 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 Team Spirit here, your men behind the mic. Welcome to yet another bumper edition of Team Spirit Podcast, proudly brought to you by your favorite paper, City Press. This is your weekly one-spot sporting analyst podcast without fear or favor, where everything and anything goes. In this week's edition, we look at the weekend that was, ties up what we witnessed and what it means from our more than 40-year combined experience in the industry. You know, from the first edition to this edition, a lot has happened on and off the field. So this is where we're going to dissect everything. But as always, I'm not alone. I'm with my main, my right-hand man, the co-pilot of this project, the man called Daniel Trumpis Mutuahai, also known as the 12th man. Uh, What we'll look at this week, we're going to look at what happened on Monday night. Everybody was looking forward to the MTN8 semifinals draw. It was so interesting what was happening on social media with Amazulu supporters saying, please give us Orlando Pirates. Orlando Pirates supporters saying, please give us Amazulu or Kaiser Chiefs. Sundowns raising their heads saying, give us anyone. Give us any of the three. But as luck would have it, we have Sundowns against Orlando Pirates. We've got Amazulu against Kaiser Chiefs. Remember, these are two-legged uh, Semi finals, but we'll go back to that one. Few issues on the table. What happened at the Craven uh, Stadium in Stellenbosch? Do you agree that uh, a game of that magnitude between Stellenbosch, Stellis, and Kaiser Chiefs should go to stadium with only 17,000 capacity? But the new men on the ground, Mamludi Sundowns, new player from South America, Reports say he was bought for 51 million rent, the highest ever uh, history-making. Is this the way to go? The issue of financial fair play uh, once again has read its ugly head. But also, speaking of the man from South America, surprisingly, he was uh, on the field a day or two days after he landed in the country. We're still waiting to see Darren K of Morocco Swallows. They say the issue of work permit has never happened. Where, where are the problems? But like I said, I'm
1: with Daniel Mutua here. Trompies, welcome, my brother. Thank you, Nkhun. Fresh from the grandstands. You know me, I'm the 12th man, the big supporter of this game of football. As always, thank you and uh, what a spirit. Thanks. Let's start uh, with the MTN8. Where's your money on? Well, 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 uh, they've got their money, which is uh, the eight million winner takes all. Uh, that's what they call it, because everything is about the the figure eight there. Looking at the fixture, I think it's more or less uh, what anyone could have anticipated. Yes, you wouldn't wish for a Soweto derby to happen, you know, just one leg before the final, even though like this is a two-legged uh, uh, fixture that is the semi-final yeah but i think it's quite fair quite appetizing that uh, you know you can still look forward to a great final considering uh, the pairing of uh, chiefs facing amazulu the expectation is that chiefs will beat amazulu but you'll never know and then of course uh, the mamilodi sundowns orlando pirates is still regarded as the final before the final but yeah once again we know what can happen in so way, to in favour of pirates. That is, as well as uh, you know, previously what Sundowns has done to pirates on their visit uh, in Pretoria. Do you know <laughs> Keza Chiefs is playing Amazulu this weekend?
0: It's so surprising or interesting. interesting. They'll have three games. You know, uh, I'm not sure if they will be back to back, but uh, it's something that we can always look forward to. I mean, we saw Sundowns playing Super Sport over the weekend. they playing again on on, on, on Friday. If you, if you were in any coach's shoes, how do you approach the two different games?
1: I think it's quite difficult uh, for the fact that obviously the first game will give you an idea. They'll figure each other out and see exactly uh, what is running through one's mind, the type of players they have, the approach on the Uh, on the day itself. It can be quite tricky. It can be quite tricky. We saw uh, it happening with Royal AM and Pirates, you know, those back-to-back fixtures, even uh, Jose Rivero actually indicated uh, when they first played Royal AM in the league, beating them, and then he said, you know, a cup competition is always a totally different game. And we saw how it panned out, the outcome itself, you know, Royal AM Nearly got back, uh, came back from behind, you know, to fo- to push that game further. But uh, yeah, Pirates sort of um, had a huge sigh of relief in the end, you know, to edge them once more in the cup. So it is quite tricky, really, to play the same opponent over and over again because you can't really predict if they are going to be uh, coming with the same lineup, you know, same 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 formation and uh, you know just the general approach to the game okay i think that's enough of mtn8 we will
0: still talk about it when the time uh, gets closer to the semi-finals but don't forget that these are two-legged semi-finals uh, it's the winner takes all is that's why it's called wafa wafa whether you lose in the final or you lose in the first round you get f- 800,000, and only the winner will get uh, 8 million rand. But we saw something happening uh, on Sunday at Danny Craven uh, uh, Stadium in Stellenbosch. My little research tells me that when it comes to cup matches, it's 40%, uh, the home team, 40%, the away team, 20% uh, to the league in terms of gate takings. But what's surprising is that uh, Stellenbosch, because they didn't want to lose their home ground advantage, they still decided that, no, we're going to take the game to our own stadium. Uh, we saw what happened. The game had to be delayed by 15 minutes. Again, a further 15 minutes were, we're added. Uh, what do you make of such decisions? Is, is in the time that the
1: league should enforce some of, 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 of the rules? Remember, Spirit, our football previously was uh, beset by incidents of Stampede. So it it looks like, uh, uh, you know, those are some of the previous lessons that we uh, sort of uh, not really want to learn from. Uh, I mean, that's the worst thing that can happen at any Chiefs game that is uh, staged at a cramped venue, so to say. The signs were there at the previous Chiefs matches tickets the uh, allocation that they had for their game against Richards Bay at Moses Mabira sold out against Cape Town City in Cape Town Chiefs match was uh, was sold out then you expect a 16000 seater which is more or less like you know your campus uh, venue type and then you bring you know one of the best followed team in the country with such a big support Base. I mean, people, people. As we speak, we saw how they 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 have been turning out for PSL matches because because of uh, you know such a long time we've been under lockdown and uh, yeah I, I I was not surprised that the game uh, uh, was going to be delayed because of the high volumes of people who are still trying to make their way into the stadium and I think it's high time that the PSL also should look harshly into some of these decisions yes you have a club that has got the right not to lose a home ground advantage but for the safety of the fans safety must come first otherwise you know uh, we we uh, we're gonna be facing with another stampede uh waiting to happen so for me it was a no-no that you bring chiefs uh to such a small stadium and then you expect Everything to run smoothly and it didn't end well as well because immediately after the final Mm -hmm. whistle uh, fans just invaded the pitch and uh, It also happened during the game because remember there was a slight delay as well where a few fans uh, Invaded the pitch, but it's not the first time
0: uh, that is happening. Remember the now defunct beat festivates they also insisted on hosting uh, matches at their cramped uh, Bidvers Stadium, uh, but there were no incidents there that were reported. Is it the question of security? The question of
1: more planning needed ahead of such games? Absolutely. You need that uh, uh, for that. You need to support uh, looking at, you know, all the logistics around organizing such games. Number one, like I said, put the safety of the supporters first. I mean, the more the security, the more the personnel uh, that is meaning everything from traffic to to the people. Because remember, even the picture that we saw there, you had these people crammed on the grandstand and not far off you had like... I mean, check the number of cars that were parked right inside, inside the stadium itself. And if you go back, these are some of the recommendations that came out uh, you know following the inquiry into the previous stampede where uh, 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 there are certain measures that must be taken into consideration you can have so many cars and people all crammed in one place i mean should anything happen emergency happens there then i we are in for matata manhad Hey, you know,
0: it reminded me of uh, my days at Ouagadougou in in Begina Faso. You go to a cramped stadium, uh, although it will be like a a 40,000-seater, but it will be cramped. Like even the Chichiri Stadium in Malawi, my first time there, it was so cramped, you know, we didn't know what to do. But let's hope it's lesson learned, but the good thing is to see supporters coming back in, in numbers.
1: Yeah the 12th man quite important uh, for the teams because uh, for me uh, is the is the product that that has been delivered on the field of play itself we've seen you know the uh, uh, rising standard of of play we no longer now watching that boring type of football you see the intensity also is too high at least even in uh, some of the games that ended goalless, but uh, all in all we are satisfied with play. And it's all thanks to the 12 men on the, on the grandstand.
0: Obviously when we've been waiting for our football to come back, we didn't think of uh, controversies that uh, go with it. This is a match officiating. But as we've seen even this weekend, There were matches where there were some dubious decisions. I saw, uh, was it our man Chavani who gave a penalty and reversed it? Rightfully so. But there were other incidents that uh, you felt that uh, they should have been punished.
1: Yes, for sure. Uh, Take the stelis Kaiser Chiefs game, for instance. You have a player who uh, committed a a professional foul on an attacking player while he was... uh, uh, on clear side towards goal and instead of a red card being given, you know, that player uh, got away with a yellow card. And, you know, from, uh, I mean, we just mentioned Jeli Chavani. He should have learned from, you know, previous uh, um, incidents where he had to be sanctioned and, you know, got suspended because of uh, inconsistent officiating. And and we saw a number of incidents that also happened under watch from an experienced fellow like uh, Lutolo Badi, also Ayabonga um, uh, Tom as well failing to control the situation in the game and I mean you'll expect better from uh, experienced reference, you'll understand if it was some uh, somebody new but uh, yeah I felt that also that uh, fracas that happened towards the end of the Pirates uh, 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 Royal AM game you know some has decision uh, could have been added to the already uh, double sent off that happened. Thabo Matlaba should have been sent off because he was also involved uh, in the stamping of the player. And uh, yeah, I feel that SAFA still, uh, the Reveris Committee, still have a lot to do in terms of the reviews because we still want to see ourselves being at the same level as your EPL by Monday, you know, if there were some mistaken identities, for instance, if a player was sent off uh, 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 by mistake, that card can be rescinded and and, and and all of that. So I believe that the Mondays should be the day when every everything is being cleared and we can't be sitting with this incident, you know, over and over again without being resolved. Ah, you know, and now you speaking of Safa uh,
0: committees. There are no committees. You know, since the elections in June, the NEC has never met, meaning we don't know who's heading which committee. But you know that's not surprising, but that's a, a story for another day. Speaking of the new Sundance player, it's been reported that Sundowns paid or forked out uh, about fifty one million. Obviously, the buzzword now is financial fair play, which my little research tells me that it's about clubs having to spend what they could generate. But if Sundowns were to pay 51 million, even if they were to win all the cup competitions in the league, including the championship, it won't even get to 51 million. Obviously, it says the playing fields are not leveled. Sundowns is way above everyone else. Is it time that the league or whoever is in charge of football in South Africa introduces financial fair play?
1: If so, why? Yeah, in my view, it's both good and bad uh, for our football. Uh, good in a way that the more you bring top players in the league, it ups the competition. But bad in a way that it also creates a one sided environment that we've already seen. And I think Gavin Hunter's already. Touch on that using the very same speaking specifically about sundowns how they've turned this show into just a one-sided affair because of obvious reasons you can't compete them in terms of uh, uh, the depth that they have in their squad and i mean we've seen how financial fair play has worked in europe that's (laughs) that was the only way you know to neutralize the likes of uh bo barcelona bo man city you know not just to sign every player that you can think of a star player in the world and uh, you know for all their flaws uh suffer i think one of the uh, refreshing statement that was made by denny jordan recently was that maybe it's about time they as the uh, uh, national football association must engage the psl on this issue of financial fair play as well as the squad limits because you can imagine how many players sundowns have in their books yes they are not all keeping them at eurocop some are being distributed around the clubs going on loan and of course yes sundowns they look at the bigger picture which is continental football you know they want to compete at all fronts uh, with a fresh squad but yes to bring it back to your question i mean it really it's an imbalanced uh, equation if you ask me and then uh, we're gonna be sitting with this obvious predictable result of sundown's winning Everything, if if not everything, the league per se, you know, season in, season out.
0: Yeah, but you know, uh, football should be football is all about unpredictability. Uh, unpredictability. You should not go to a game knowing that you're going to lose, and this is what we've been seeing with Sundance. Hopefully, that will that won't be the case going forward. And then we want to see a competitive league. But we won't uh, finish our podcast without talking about the return of critical son it kune first game the last game was in the mtn8 last season first game mtn8 again this time around and then uh, he stopped two penalties what did you make of his uh, comeback is this the
1: the queen that we used to to know sure what an incredible story about kune i mean you look for starters uh... It was nice to see Elena Kune, you know, making those reflexes, those uh, cat-like uh, summers. Uh, I mean, diving and stuff, which reminded uh, us of the Kune we knew. And uh, you know, uh, it was sort of scripted. You'd expect Kune to make a difference. In a Chiefs that has been struggling. Yes, we saw they also committed the same mistake that they've done in their previous game. You know, it is defensive blunder and you can't fault him for conceding that goal. But for the fact that he kept Chiefs in the game and then all the way to the penalties, saving those penalties, taking Chiefs into the semifinals. I think Pune was what Chiefs needed. More so because they, I think they lacked leadership at the back. They needed a leader in their pack, considering that the likes of Parker, and Patele are all gone. And, you know, they were just sitting with uh, all those youngsters in the team. So Kune, I think he provided leadership more than anything else, because there's no doubt about his talent. You know, a fit Kune can win you everything. And remember, even uh, at Bafana, they used to say that even a Kune on crutches can win you a game at any given time but you know um i think credit should go to all the people who made sure that they prepared him from being that bomber to elina uh, Kune, like i said uh, you know who who was right on his toes you know full of energy commanding his place well and i think uh, yeah it's um uh, it was inevitable that that packed crowd uh, you know shouted his name throughout and it was like his show and deservedly so did you say bomba
0: the only thing that comes to mind is a bomba jacket but anyway we live there uh, finally you know my kids always say i can't sing banyana versus brazil back to back starting this weekend
1: yo yeah uh, what a nice fixture and um you know, fresh from being crowned the African champions, your next opponent, you deserve better. And I think that's what uh, Banyana have been offered, Uh, an opponent in the caliber of Brazil, who are also, um, also sometime in July crowned the the copper america femenina champions Um we are in for quite an exciting fixture the question will be i would have loved to see martha there but you know she had that terrible knee injury where she had to operate and obviously if she doesn't make it hard luck it's a like i say quite a serious injury and uh yeah we'll see what they have in store for us but uh, whatsapp has been promises that uh, Brazil will bring all their A-team players to the country, and uh, I think we are in for a very interesting game, considering that the two teams, I think, Banyana, where they are right now, they play a similar style of Brazil, quite comfortable on the ball. You have Boma pencil they can do their thing, you know, dance with the ball. Let's hope Uh, the crowd turns up and then they get entertained to that. And then don't forget that in our previous meeting with the Brazilian women's team, right at the Olympics that they hosted, Banyana held them to a goalless draw with Marta in the team. And you can imagine, I mean, they are in so way to the Samba girls. Let's see what comes out there. But I'm excited, optimistic.
0: But uh, I mean, I'm not happy because my player of the tournament from Afcon, she's not there. Uh, I don't know what happened to our golden girl, Nukumatrung. She's not in the team. Any reason why she was
1: not called up? Well, from from my side, I will be lying if I would say I know the exact reasons. But remember what Desiree also is trying to do, considering that she still has the core of the team that won the tournament. She's also trying out uh, new players. She's got about three in the team. And uh, yeah, let's see, hopefully, because... Remember with Noko as well, um, uh, being at at her advanced uh, age and uh, um, you know, these are the kind of players that you also need to use sparingly. You can't be expected to play them uh, week in, week out well for for, for national team's sake, for them to be there there, uh, all the time because she's also based overseas. So yeah, I think you also need to create uh, that type of a balance. In a they always say, you can't
0: please all the people all the time. I think this is uh, the time that we had for today. Uh, we will be bringing you all the hits, misses and predictions from the sporting field every Tuesday. Simply visit our website citypress.co.za for more sporting stories and join the conversation on our social media platforms. The 12 men. Thank you, my brother.
1: As always. Ya w nebuham kon that this is the final whistle.